can y'all believe this is the last episode for the month of July? Like, that's crazy. One month of podcasting, and I was semi-consistent. Okay, I'll take it. Bro, did y'all know that this was Mental Health Awareness Month for minorities? Like, I did not know that when I dropped my first episode. And I'm kind of glad I did because I stuck with the theme on how, like, mental health is important and how we should um, take care of ourselves and be aware of our surroundings and not let external factors affect us in the long run. So, yeah. But honestly, is cheers to you guys for um, sticking with me, listening to my voice. But I really appreciate the support, for real, for real. Each episode gets better than the next. And, you know, I'm doing this for the people. That's all it is. So I appreciate y'all for the support. But, yeah, let's get into this last episode of growing up in the African household. So in the previous two episodes, y'all heard... um, you heard stories from two people that are close to me and how um, their home environment has influenced their way of thinking and how it affected their mental health and how they're overcoming it or did overcome it. So now the last um, episode of this growing up in a household, in the African household series, is my story. So there's some people familiar with it. There's other people who are not familiar with it. But um, I like to share my story now before I wasn't, but I think I'm in a really unique situation and how far I've came. Like, can't nobody tell me, nobody has to tell me about the growth I've seen in myself since what, since a young age, you know? So um, as you all know, um, I'm Nigerian American. I was born and raised in Houston, Texas, you know, um, and I'm Yoruba. So I'm, my household is all Yorubas, you know. Um, I grew up with my dad teaching us Yoruba, my mom teaching us all of our um, family members speaking Yoruba to us. It got to one point where I was in um, maybe elementary, I think when I first started school, Yoruba was my first language and I didn't speak English. So, or very good English, let me say that. But anyways, that's besides the point. So, um, I was as I was growing up, my culture was embedded in me in a very young age, you know. To this day I'm very proud of where I come from, you know. I'm glad my parents um gave me and my sisters the tools we need to survive in this uh country as a Nigerian American. So but um so I do not live in the traditional two-parent home, okay? I have multiple mothers. I have one father. Uh, My siblings and I, we don't all share the same mom, but we have the same dad. So we all grew up together in Southwest Houston. Um, We don't live together now, but, you know, everything's fun and dandy. We're all still close. We're all doing what we need to do, you know. But growing up, the ebb you know now, those of you who do know me that are listening to this, and those of you who don't, I was a very bitter child, you know. I was the person who was always arguing with somebody, fighting with somebody. I was that child who was fighting grown-ups, you know. That was my outlet, how I projected my emotions, you know. And I used to get in trouble a lot for that, 
but you know it didn't change i was so bitter inside i had so much hatred and you know a, a lot of my close friends didn't even know my story until maybe high school when i felt comfortable enough to open up about my home situation you know, I'm out here telling the world my situation because at the end of the day, I've grown out of that. I didn't let my situation define me. It was up to the point where I was so mean, so negative to outsiders, those around me. Like, I have a bad attitude problem, y'all. Like, it's really bad. But, you know, I tried so hard. No, I lied. No, I didn't try hard. I didn't. I felt great about myself whenever I was fighting adults where I was giving attitude, talking back to, um, even when, when, even when I got in, in trouble, even though my dad scared me, I was still the person to get in trouble in school. You know, even those whoopings did nothing to me. It was one point where I was just like, whatever. But in my specific situation, the reason why I used to fight adults was because I was trying to protect my emotions and my mom's. My mom is one of the most sweetest people that I know. She's so nice, y'all. Oh, my God. This lady's so nice. It's so annoying. Like, it's, there's nothing wrong with being nice. But y'all, her niceness is out of this world. I'm just like, yo, homegirl, please take it down a notch. But, you know, if she can't, she's just this, um, she's, I don't even know how to describe her, but she's a Christian lady, like, so nice, so open to giving back. She's so welcoming. I'm just like, how are you in this situation, you know? What is, what happened, you know? Like, I was my mom's backbone, you know? I was the person, okay, well, since you want to be the nice, I'll be that evil part for you, you know? I was, and I hate to use the word evil, but I was evil, y'all, like... I was so evil. I was so mean to my siblings. But, you know, I loved them. But it was it was tough love, you know, in my opinion. But I was the backbone. I was, And I'm the oldest, by the way. I'm the oldest of all my siblings. So I took it upon myself to take care of my siblings, to do for them. Because I felt like, okay, nobody else in this world got y'all like I got y'all. You know, I don't want this current predicament that we're all in to happen to us. You know, if I'm ever in this situation, like I said, God forbid, bad thing for me. You know, this is not what I want for myself. And I don't want it for my siblings. If I see any inkling, signs, symptoms, all that, no, we couldn't have did right then and there. But it's just like... But at the end of the day, I know stuff like this is out of my hands. And, you know, you the current situation you're in, you have to make do with it, you know. is either you go the positive right, negative right, or let you let it swallow you in half, you know. I let it swallow me in half for a lot, for a long time. A lot of years, I let that bitterness take over, that anger. Like, it was, it was, it was take, it took a lot out of me, y'all. It really took a lot. But it wasn't until... I got, um, I graduated high school and I went to undergrad, you know, my undergrad university four hours away from home that I found out who Evan really is, you know, I found out who, who I was, you know, what I'm capable of, what my worth was, you know, I was in a toxic, toxic environment. Don't get me wrong. I love my family, but I was in an environment that was swallowing me whole, whole, I was literally carrying everybody's burdens on my shoulders because I felt that I had to. I needed to in order for us to survive this, you know. 
But when I went away to college and I was by myself, and I'm independent. I've always been independent. I like to do things on my own. My family really doesn't like that about me, but that's just who I am. I don't like depending on other people. If I got it, I got it. If I don't got it, okay, it takes a while. If I ask you for help and you make it seem like, okay, I'm burdening you, oh, baby, I promise I will never, ever ask you for help again. But it takes a, it's, I don't want to say it's pride, but it literally takes a lot out of me to ask um, for help from somebody, even my own family members. I can't do it, you know, but as I'm growing older, I'm able to do it. I'm more open because I'm more in tune with my emotions. You know, I'm not above asking for help, you know, so I feel like, <clears throat> so when I went away to college, um, I was born, in, um, I was raised in the church, but I was one of those people who was just in church and was chilling with my friends in the back, talking, texting, all that. You know, I wasn't really paying attention, but I was like, oh, I'm in church. But when I went to school is when I really got involved in church. You know, shout out to Rachel. That was my, um, that was my, uh, that was my, my best friend, my buddy. We went to church together and then Hope came into picture we started doing Bible study when we all lived together my last two years there. You know, like we were, I was in tune with Jesus. Can't nobody tell me about my God. You know, I'm still learning. I'm still praying. You know, I'm still growing my relationship, building my relationship with him. But at the end of the day, like I found out who I really was. I found out what God could really do for me, you know, in my life. And he's manifested so so I cannot tell y'all that'd be another podcast. But I cannot tell y'all how much this man has done for me, you know. And I'm so I'm internally grateful for this opportunities that he's placed in my lap. Like it was sometimes I was, but don't get me wrong. I've been in some dark corners, some dark times, where I'm like I don't see no way out. But it was just like okay, well at the end of the day, I know what he can do for me. But that's not what we talk about. So, but, you know, so I went to college, got into God. So I know that I'm a full-blown Christian. Because before I used to question my religion, you know. But now I know for sure. And, you know, I noticed things about myself. I learned things about myself when I went to school. And when I came back, I was like, oh, my God, I cannot wait to go back. But every college kid says that. But I really meant it because I was my own person. When I was in school, I was me. I could be who I really was. You know, in my house, I felt suffocated simply because everybody's burdens came back on me. You know, as a first generation Nigerian American, you're held, you're held on a high pedestal. And I myself, because I know what I'm capable of, I place myself on a higher pedestal. You know, I set the groundwork for my siblings after me. I pray to God that they follow not follow my steps, footsteps, but they go down a path that they're meant to go down. I don't want them to steer away from um, what God has planned in their lives, you know. But like I said, not everybody can be, if nobody wants to follow what I'm doing, that's okay. But I set the bar high enough that I'm like, don't touch that bar. I need you to go above it, you know. I know what you're capable of. I had to claw my way out of all this negativity, toxic, <clears throat> toxic environment for me to be able to stand where I am here today, you know. But like I said, not everybody can do that. But in my specific environment, I was just like, Lord, what am I going to do? How am I going to do this? I was always questioning myself, doubting myself. But like, it's like 
I get reassurances here and there, signs here and there. I'm like, you got this. Why do you always have to, you know, be talking down on yourself? Who do you think you are, you know? But I know I'm dead. Mm. Insert caption there, you know, because I don't know who's listening, so I don't want to be saying bad words. But I just want this situation that I was in growing up in the um, polygamous family, being the firstborn, being Nigerian and American, being a first gen, you know, all all these things, they sound fun, nice and fine and dandy. But at the end of the day, it takes a toll on somebody. It took a toll on me. If you knew me, I promise you, my family members, not even just the people who live in my household, but like my cousins, outsiders, people I grew up with who are like great family friends, like they'll be able to tell you there's a different presence they see now than from before. Okay, uh, your girl went through it. You feel me? But like I said, I thank God for growth. You know, I can't be where I am today with all my support systems for all these people to um tell me I can do it. I, I can be who I want to be. You know, you yourself, you have to say, okay, what is it that you want to get out this life? What is it that you want to accomplish? Do you want people to remember who you are? Do you want to live in the shadows and make a difference? What is it that you're trying to do? I found my passion through physical therapy and through podcasting, you know. I feel like I can really reach people through this podcasting and I could actually make a physical difference in um in society with its physical therapy. You know, not everybody's clear on what they want to do. There's a lot of trials and tribulations we all got to go through. That's okay. If you, It's okay to run into hurdles if you don't jump over it. That's all right. At the end of the day, you just got to remember to pick yourself back up and do what you need to get done so that nobody can tell you who you are. There's a lot of people who are praying for your downfall. But once you know who you are, can't nobody, I promise you, can't nobody tell you who you are and what you're capable of. Just close this, your one eye. And say, mmm, it's you, right? You know? Like, there's people opening their curtains, peeking out, and you trying to see what you're doing. Stocking your social media pages. Be like, oh, that one time you get in a car accident, they're hee-hee-ha-ha behind their screen. (laughs) What do you get out of that? You know, they don't get nothing out of that. It's just to see, they want to see you miserable in in a dark place. But at the end of the day, once you pull yourself out of that, they'll be okay. They'll be like, oh, wow. 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 If she can do that, oh, I bet I can do that better. You know, they compare. At the end of the day, these people have to realize that they're literally in there. They're competing with themselves. Is their own lane. They're standing this. Me, myself, person, I can only speak on myself. I ain't competing with nobody. I promise you, I'm in my own lane. I'm doing my own thing. I do not have time. I promise you, I, don't, I literally don't have time. You know, if you want to say, oh, Apple's doing this, Apple's doing that. I, I'm that type of person that the reason why I hold myself on such a high pedestal, besides my siblings looking looking up at me, I want other people to look up at me and say, oh, wow, Ebo's doing this. But at the end of the day, don't compare your journey to my own. If you're trying to do the same thing as me, your journey, I promise you, will be different than my own. You might not have to go through the trials and tribulations I did to get to where I am today. You know, if we're going to the same place, 
ooh, baby, let's celebrate together, you know. But I am not competing with nobody in this world. You know, if you see CBC, I'm stealing your your boyfriend. That's your business. This is check him. Don't check me. That's not my business. You feel me? I'm stealing your friend. Check your friend, not me. That's your business. I don't have time. You know, there's too much in this world that you got to do to get done. To be fighting with outsiders. Fugini. When they're not paying your bills, doing anything. Why are you arguing with them? Let these fools argue with themselves. Okay, maybe that's not nice. But just let these other people argue with themselves. That's their business. You know, do what you got to do. Make it in this life. And let them peep, peep from afar. I promise you, you, I give credit where credit is due. Okay, you bag that. Okay, well, we're going out to eat. If you're going out at night, I most likely won't come because I'm living that grandma lifestyle. And, you know, I'm now like a homebody. I can't be doing, be up to 4 a.m. again, potting. It ain't my cup of tea no more. <sighs> Sorry, I'm tired. But, um, yeah. So growing up in my African household, it wasn't easy. It was not easy. There was so many negativity being poured in my ear. And like I said in the previous episode with Kari Mai, and I was telling y'all how in Yoruba, if you hear, if you know the translation and you understand it, when I tell you, when somebody is insulting you in another, in your native language, it sticks with you. There's nothing you can do about it. But it's up to that person to close that one ear and say, okay, what's he going? You know, I've heard you. That's your business. I don't, I'm, if I choose to listen to you, okay, that's on me. But if I say, okay, thank you and keep pack my bags and be going, that's it. And I don't mean physically packing your bags. I mean, spiritually, like um, mentally pack your bags and go. You don't need that negative energy. You know, do that's what I say. The only way to shut your enemies up is to secure that bag. Do what you got to do. You know, my cu- my cousin was saying that in the first um series of this um of this topic, he was saying that um a temporary situation you can't um what was he saying? Something about you can't dwell on your temporary situation because at the end of the day, something better will come along the way. Okay, just chill, relax, have fun, live your best life. And like I said, this is not just growing up in African also, but there's this um there's this thing going around about how everybody thinks half Africans got it bad because like our generation is making it seem cool and all that. It is cool, don't get me wrong. <laughs> I'm all your body me, so it's just like you know I'm proud of where I'm um where I came from and wh- who I am today, you know. But at the end of the day, there's when behind closed doors, not just Africans though, but that's the thing we're going on. But in other households too, there's so many things that happen between clo- behind closed doors that nobody ever talks about. But I'm here to talk about it today.
I really hope that you people, Africans, Nigerians, Black Americans, White Americans, Chinese people, Asia, the Thailand people, all y'all, y'all not letting what's happening behind those closed doors swallow you whole. Because once you do, you start to lose yourself and your purpose in this life. Okay, it will take you a minute to crawl back up. It's possible to crawl back up, but avoid the situation altogether. It is easier said than done. Don't get me wrong. But like I said, find your purpose in this world. Do what you got to do to make that difference. You don't even have to make a difference. Do what you got to do to make sure you're living comfortable in this world. I don't know y'all, but I'm proud of the people you um you are and the person you will become in the future. Make me proud out here. You know, we all eating. Let's sit at this table and eat together, bro, with all them, you know, like the bougie people who got the multiple forks and spoons and don't nobody know what the hell to do with each of them. Yeah, let's be that, you know, let's do that. Let's sit at the dinner table with all them different types of culinary you know, don't let your situation define you. African, Asian, British, all that. Don't let it define you. Do what you got to do to make it into this world. Boy, you're already into this world. Make it through this world. Let's say that. But, yeah, that's my situation, y'all. So, and I'm a better person because of it. You know, I'm more positive. I'm glowing. <laughs> You know, I'm just waiting on my, you know, special person. And, you know, I'm going to be good. You feel me? I'm going to be good. So, but thank y'all for tuning in. No, for real. On my first month of officially podcasting. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> but, no, for real. If y'all are listening to this, give me feedback. I enjoy feedback. Let me let me improve on what I got to do. Let me what y'all want to hear? What y'all listening to? How do y'all, what do y'all think? What y'all feel? Let me know. I want to know if honestly, but if you're going through something for real, hit me up on my email and let's talk about it. You know, I'm, it's all as anonymous. I don't want to put nobody's business out there, but share your story. If you want to share your story, hit me up. You know, we'll think of a, a podcast for you to come on. You can talk so you can help somebody else, you know? But thank y'all for tuning in to my final episode for the month of July.